Welcome to Two Punts, One Goal. Got your boy, Pardo, on the mic. Come close to the mic, Pardo. Tell the people what they'll be listening to this week. Well, we've got the lightning review of the Week 9 games. Um, We're halfway through the standard season now and episode 18 of the pod. Let's get cracking. Intro music, please. All right, so where are we starting? Where are you taking us to first? There was a hell of a lot of good games this weekend. Drama galore. It, it was. It's very difficult. I think we were just having our, was it, pre-brief? I don't know. Yeah, um, for the pod today. And I think there were so many good games, headline games, but then there was other kind of ones on the periphery that almost kind of took the headlines at certain stages. So it's very difficult where to start. But it was the Frankfurt games weekend, so... I think it's only sensible to start with the City Chiefs against the Dolphins. Drama in Deutschland. <laughs> uh, yes, and I am in Deutschland, right, listener, as you now know. Uh, I talk Home about turf. it every week. Home, Home turf. turf. Yeah. Um, it was a wet day over in Frankfurt, but that beautiful stadium with the uh, with the roof does not mm. put the fans off. So there was beer and bratverse flowing around. Um, I actually looked, you know, I told you on last week's pod, I was trying to get there, um, but it's a good few hours on the train. I actually looked, it was six hours on the train. That's how big Germany is. You forget how big it is. It's a very big country, Germany. Um, So, yes, I couldn't just pop over there to Frankfurt from Berlin where I am. (laughs) It's obviously easier to fly, but last minute flights and all that stuff. That can't be a direct train if it's six hours. I think there are a few changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, Ber- Berlin changes. is, yeah. honestly, Berlin is quite poorly connected, right? Great city to live in. I love it. But very poorly connected. So, like, Frankfurt is, that's why I think the NFL chose Frankfurt rather than Berlin for the game, because Frankfurt's mm-hmm. actually, like, an international hub. So, if you if you usually are flying anywhere from Berlin, like, to, to a big international flight, you would normally have to fly to Frankfurt, change at Frankfurt, and then go to your international destination. Berlin's quite limited in, um, in all these things. So, I guess because of the weird history uh, of the, the city. But anyway, so, all yes. being, that being said, uh, I couldn't go to... Um, go to the game i was busy in my garden actually uh closing it up for the winter as you know listener i'm also uh i also have a little allotment or as the germans call it a klein garden and I had to close it up for the winter which means like you have to turn off the water get all the water out the pipes all that kind of stuff because it's about to get very frozen um in the coming months in germany so so yeah we're doing that we're we're a different level of European NFL pod. You know, um, the budget doesn't stretch for us to travel to the games and do live feeds. Um, Not yet. We're a real pod, but, but maybe, maybe Not next, yet. maybe Not next yet. season yeah. uh, when we get the listenership up. Um, we've been growing steadily, listeners. So you may see us at, you know, we may get invited to all these things um, as part of the media next time. But uh, anyway, um, this was, I actually enjoyed the game because it was a lovely time, like sat on my couch. Um, I have to be honest with you, listener, in the first quarter, I went and put up a curtain curtain pole. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, but when I came back, it was 7-0 to the Chiefs. 
Uh, you know, my wife was nagging about this. There was a, a curtain pole's been a bit broken in our bedroom for a while. Uh, I ordered one, it arrived. And uh, so I was being nagged to put it up rather than lie, lie my fat ass on the couch. To be fair, though, that's 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 quite good for you know the you know the, the I suppose the the family man watching the games. There's plenty of breaks to kind of do these little tasks, so you know you're not permanently on the sofa. You can just oh right, yeah, another break and play. I'll go and do that job. That's the beautiful thing you... about the NFL. Yeah, mm. live game, you can really do a lot of stuff. Like in the later live games, uh, bath the kids, um, did loads of <laughs> did loads of jobs. So anyway, uh, because that was um, just uh, we'll talk about. Don't worry, listener, we will talk about the Chiefs and uh, and Dolphins. But the later live game was actually the Ravens and the Seahawks, which turned into a bit of mm. a damn squib. So uh, I did a lot of jobs in that in that game when I was watching well, that one. Well, that's that's pretty good. But then also, I mean, unless you uh, change the red zone and then you don't get a break, there's no break. It just it's it's constant. And I yeah. suppose that's that's the great thing with about Chiefs and Dolphins. You are dedicated. there's no other games going on at the same time, so it's quite good to be kind of completely focused on the action. Beautiful, but just such a shame that this Sunday's game in Frankfurt is the Patriots versus the Colts. <laughs> Which is like two of the most <laughs> most unwatchable teams at the moment in the NFL. But anyway, let's let's um, kind of hit up the Chiefs Dolphins quickly. So, final score, listener, was twenty one to the Chiefs and the Dolphins with fourteen. Chiefs ran out to an early lead. Um, they were up twenty one to zero. So it looked basically completely like the Dolphins were done for. You could not see them getting back into the game. It was yep. just. Ah, they were they were all a, all at sea. Um, but then the Chiefs started to the Chiefs' defense was really good throughout, actually. But the Chiefs' offense just started to stutter in the in the second half, and it allowed for the, you know, it just stayed at twenty one points basically. So it allowed for the Dolphins. It gave them a lot of time to try and get back into it. And the Dolphins climbed back to to twenty one fourteen, only a one score game, right? Um, and then it was like pretty much the last drive and the Dolphins looked like they could get in there and score a touchdown. And then there was this botch snap at the end where just, I don't know, it looked a bit high, but then Tua just fumbled it, dropped it. And then that was it, game over. And they were in with a shot of getting it into the end zone and, and getting uh, getting the seven points. But yeah, it was kind of... Um, you know that was basically how it ended, and uh, my my other notes were a very embarrassing halftime show from the Germans. Uh, it was actually uh, it was it was actually there's an artist called uh, there were two artists playing. Uh, one is Nikos Santos, and I know him because my ten year old daughter listens to him. So he has this song called "Play with Fire," and I'm so sick of hearing that in the car. And that came on, and I was like to my wife, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like. No, there's Americans watching this. And then this is our like the Germans show, the halftime show. It was just kind of an embarrassing effort of the halftime show. And then they had a a, a white rapper who was very German uh, looking fella. And he was rapping in German um, on the. So it was like Nico Santos, the rapper. I don't even know who the, the rapper is. <clears throat> And uh, I was just, <laughs> as a wife, they have got a lot to learn if they want to kind of get the Americans excited about this. I could just imagine a bunch of Americans sat at home, getting up at breakfast time, watching this game, then looking at the halftime show and going, what the hell is wrong with those Germans? <laughs> you know, it was like probably their last memory of, uh, of um, kind of 
entertainment from Germany or like someone singing, not really entertainment, but someone singing was David Hasselhoff singing when the when the wall came down. And they probably thought the musical tastes in Germany haven't really evolved uh, since the uh, to be, uh, late 80s. To be fair, though, they're the expectations, aren't they? You know, they, they think, right, OK, they love Hasselhoff, still do. And anything other than that, they're like, oh, right, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and they, they may, like maybe... to think they've come a long way with their music, but uh, let me tell you, I I am subjected to the voice Germany and uh, all of these things, and I can tell you, it has not come a long way. <laughs> oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, um, I was just thinking, maybe maybe that was the reason why Mahomes and uh, the offensive team couldn't get any points in the second half because uh, that uh, just totally that flabbergasted was there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I it's mean, twenty-one zero going in at half time, and then, um, yeah, it was it was all dolphins. And yeah, it was all yeah. It was, it was a story of the defense really in the end uh, that won it for the Chiefs, which is great to see. Yeah, it was. It was a fantastic uh, defensive showing. I mean, Steve Spagnoli, he was ratcheting up some plays, and they were they were just all over the the dolphins really. So you got to hand it to the Chiefs. Um, the offense is not really firing on all cylinders. Hasn't really been this season. Um, sputtered a little bit, and um, but the defenses kept them in there, and that's why they, you know, are are still have a. I think they're the number one seed. Um, in the AFC at the moment, so yeah, kudos to the Chiefs. Got a drama in Deutschland. Uh, and what are the feelings with the Dolphins now? Obviously, um, they've uh, they've lost against three of the big playoff level teams of Bills, Eagles, and now Chiefs. Do you think yeah. they're still yeah. a real contender for AFC? Well, I think the the issue with the Dolphins, um, as you probably know. But they have lost against all the the teams with winning records, so they've they've actually lost. Uh, yeah, they've they've only won against the teams with losing records, which is not a good sign for a for a team. It doesn't really show championship credentials, right? If you can only beat the the lesser teams, because those teams will not be in the playoffs, right? So you're going to struggle. But the the thing about the Dolphins is that they've always got a a chance because of their speed. I would say. So mm. on any day, I think like a playoff game is a one-off game where uh, everything's out on the table, right? So it's it's win or go home. And I think a team like the Dolphins, with the speed and the skill that they have, uh, I think they can beat any team on their day. But they have to they have to get consistent and a and a winning mentality. To me, it's it's it probably it seems to me more like a mental hurdle they need to overcome. Because when teams are losing to these other good teams, there's something about, you know, like Alex Ferguson, he just bred this winning mentality that you can beat anyone. Um, the Dolphins feel like they will lose against anyone who's good, right? <laughs> the the winning mentality is not quite there yet with that team. And it starts, I think Tua said it after that game, like it starts with him because he he kind of fumbled that snap and that was the chance to win right and and he has to be that that person that like the team looks around and they're confident that he's going to take them to the victory right at that when it's crunch time so all well and good putting up like tons of points against these lesser teams but you know you have to start doing it when it's money time shall we move on to I, another I, team or you want to talk a bit yeah, more we, about it no, no, I was just going to say, I was just looking at AFC East, and I think the Dolphins have kind of 
know, they're they're not entirely running away with it. I think they've been fortunate with the the bills kind of falling by you know the wayside in uh, recent weeks, and also you know the the Jets kind of perform, uh, poor form, and obviously they lost again last night against the Chargers. Yeah, we um, should just quickly say yeah, the let's... score there, actually, because it was Monday Night Football. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday. So the Jets, six, Chargers, 27. Really nothing of note, really, to say about that game. No TDs were, no throwing TDs were scored. Um, the Jets' points only came from kicks, obviously. Well, it's six points, could be a touchdown. Um, but two kicks from um, Greg the Leg. And uh, the Chargers, basically, it was like two running back scores from Austin Eckler and the rest kicks. So... Pretty turgid oh, oh, game. Well, well, hold on. Uh, what about Darius Davis with his eighty-seven yard punt return? Oh, okay. Go on. See, I haven't seen the highlights because uh, I'm just reading the the box score. Because, uh, listener, I'm very sorry for jumping to conclusions, but uh, there was an emergency this morning in my in my house, so I couldn't. I didn't have time this morning before the pod started. So go on, Pardo. Let's actually get some proper news to the listener. No, no, I mean, that that is just general notation that I got from that game. Um, so, yeah, I've not had a chance to kind of review any highlights, but I know that that happened. So I made a big note of that, and I want to watch the 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 kind of uh, reel for that game because, yeah, I mean, it was quite um, yeah, a clear victory for the Chargers against the, the poor old Jets. Um, and, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson was sacked eight times and lost two fumbles as well during that game. So not great for... Or Wilson, um, but yeah, I, I thought just because you said there's nothing of note, I was like, hold on, there's definitely something that they're worth uh, checking out with that uh, Darius Davis uh, punt return. So um, well, it's always yeah. nice to see a punt return. That's one of my favorite things to see in the in the NFL. So you've got to watch that. Keep an eye out for that, listener. And Gang Green must be feeling pretty green today. But let's move on to uh, to another. I, we've got to talk about. I mean. Eagles Cowboys has to be on the rest, uh, on the the lineup, but first we got to go to Texans and Bucks because this was yeah that was game. next on my list. Next yeah, on my list. Obviously, I'm a Texans fan, a newly anointed Texans fan since uh, week four. Semi obvious. <laughs> I think I I became a Texans fan, but yes, obviously, um, I've been looking for a team for a long time, and then this team just stood out to me. But then. You know, I've I said to you last week when they lost to the uh, lost to the Panthers, I said, uh, "Don't worry, the the Texans have a brighter future." CJ Stroud's looking good. D'Amico Ryan's the coach, and that team is just honestly, it's incredible. They they just ooze interest and excitement, and you know the future is looking good for them. They've got a good quarterback, and everything is looking good. I mean, this guy CJ Stroud, four hundred and seventy yards, which is a rookie record, five touchdowns. And did you yep. see that that even um, a running back scored a, a field goal? Did you see this point? So oh, like, really, no, yeah, I didn't see yeah. that part. No, their, their kicker got injured. So uh, Dare Ogunbowale, hopefully I, I said the name right. Uh, he's a running back, filled in as the kicker, converted a late field goal uh, with a with a few minutes to go, and then with forty seconds to go. CJ Stroud led them down the field within 40 seconds and got the and got a touchdown for them. I mean, incredible stuff. Just back and forth, 39 oh, it, to 37 it, in the end. Oh, I'm getting flashbacks now because um obviously I was taking over the Twitter feed during that uh moment of the game, and the commentators had actually said, That's it, it's over. Books have done it. So I like, right, quick, books have done it, da 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 da. Headline out, and then 
suddenly I'll look again. Oh, there's still there's still seconds on the board. And then Stra- uh, Stroud got that touchdown. I was like, oh my word. So uh, <laughs> I I got my usual backlash on Twitter for my uh, kind of unthought out tweets. Uh, so um, yeah, apologies for that. But that that was exciting. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed those final moments. And uh, yeah, it was great to see for the Texans. Because Mayfield actually had quite a good game and, and he led them mm. down for a, what you thought would be a game-winning drive at the end and, and kind of got put them in the lead. Um, but you ain't stopping CJ Stroud. That's the thing. That guy, the self-proclaimed ball placement specialist, was just putting it all over the park. It was brilliant to see. Uh, that actually, if we've got if you've got nothing more to say on that one, uh, just check it out, listener, because that was so good. But another game that came down right to the end was the the Eagles Cowboys, because Dak had a very similar position to CJ Stroud. Like Dak actually had a very good game in this one. And um, well, he had three touchdowns, 374 yards. So he had a good day at the office, but he also had a chance in the last 40 seconds to get the uh, to get the Cowboys down the field and score a touchdown but uh, it just it just all went awry for the Cowboys like because I think the Eagles were there for the taking in that game as well like um what I, what I kind of saw was did you see it was it was something like it was 23 to so sorry listener but it, the game finished Eagles 28 Cowboys 23 and basically there was um so it was yeah, it was. I can't remember the exact score, but sorry about this. But uh, there was a the the eagle. Sorry, the Cowboys scored a touchdown. They went for a two point conversion. This was like with a couple of minutes to go. They went mm-hmm. for a two point conversion, and Dak took it and ran uh, ran at the pylon. But then he had his foot out of bounds. So just a, like an inch, but you know, it's just these these small details and these small mistakes really and always cost the Cowboys because they never are able to get over the finish line and, and beat like teams like the Eagles. They always come a cropper. And then that would have made the score within three points, which then would have meant that when they were going down the field on that final drive, they were able to kick it and they didn't have the pressure to throw it, but they just couldn't get in the end zone at the end. Um and yeah, the Eagles walk away with the victory. But yeah, it it, the, it was all there it, for the Cowboys. It was definitely rubber the green. Uh, I I just couldn't, but like it was it, all there. And I think it's yeah. You said, go on, go on. I keep interrupting you. Sorry. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, it's, um, yeah, it was all there for the Cowboys, and you're so used to those Hollywood moments, kind of like for them to see it through and get that final TD, but it just all fell over and it's like, okay, yeah, they just, he, he, it just crumbled for the Cowboys. But I think the Eagles just show their metal, don't they? They grind these things out. They get their points with the tush push. That was there in abundance. And I just think that they're going to win the Super Bowl with the tush push, aren't they? The Eagles. I think it's, it's, go. it's written in history, isn't it? It's written in the stars. I, I, I feel like they probably will, yeah. But it, I, I don't know. Like usually, I would say to you, yes, they just ground it out. A, a good team grinds out these victories. But really, I think the Cowboys lost this one because the the Eagles fumbled the ball with one minute to go, right? Which gave the mm. Cowboys that, like, they they let the Cowboys back in. Um, so. It was just like the Eagles making making mistakes, and then the Cowboys making, and and then the the Cowboys on that final drive. So they fumbled the ball. The Cowboys then were given another drive, a chance to score a touchdown, 
And then the Eagles made like, I think, two penalties on that last drive as well, which let the, let the Cowboys move forward. And then, but then there was a delay of game penalty and Dak had to move back. But they, they were basically, because of the penalties from the Eagles, they got down to the Eagles 12 yard line, right? With 40 seconds to go. So you're like, come on, you've got to put this in. And um, and they couldn't. So I think, okay, yeah, we can say, I mean, it was good defense by the Eagles, actually, to be fair, because Brandon yes. Graham did uh, did come up with a, a vital sack um, in the last couple of minutes as well. But So they are a great team that is can grind these things out. They're, they are pretty, pretty great, actually. But the Cowboys, they've got... This is what's wrong with the Cowboys. They can never... I don't know. They trip themselves up. They can't just get like that's why i don't trust them if they get when they're in the playoffs i trust the eagles because i think the eagles can grind a win out but the cowboys even if they have the opportunity to win they can't seem to just grab it you know what i mean yeah 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 i i understand where you're coming from and i think it's it's a shame for the cowboys but i mean it's another loss to you know uh division rivals um and yeah i mean eight and one for the eagles they keep going don't they that's pretty good, yeah. Uh, quick special mention to the Vikings because they won thirty-one oh. to twenty-eight against the Falcons. Exactly. I was going to talk about that probably before uh, the Eagles Cowboys game, just because uh, obviously it was, it was running around the same time. Um, but yeah, special mention for is it Dobbs who came in? Yeah, with pretty much no prep. Exactly. Yeah, he like cushion to the fill-in uh, QB. Yeah. yeah, Jaron Hall out with a concussion. Uh, he's the rookie that was mentioned last week, and then yeah, Josh Dobbs like he's been in the building five days or something, or maybe not even five days. But uh, he, he even said in the after in the press in the not in the press conference, but they had in the locker room. He got given the game ball by the coach, and he's like, "Thanks to the coach that spent an extra five hours with me on uh, yesterday to do a walkthrough of the because he he didn't know anything, right? He didn't know the playbook, but but he he seems like a, he's a really smart guy actually, Josh Jobs. He's an aerospace engineer. He, graduated with top grades yeah, I, I was saw reading that. It's you really see interesting. it yeah. yeah and um and he's he but he, he seems very mature because he said uh this gave me a chance to sort of tell them exactly how they can help me and um we just kind of went into it trying to help each other and then yeah and he got two TDs and one running TD right so three TD game for him and just it was just incredible right and the excitement in the locker room after was was palpable a goose got goosebumps. There's there's a few of these locker room scenes give me goosebumps, but that was one. Uh, definitely got some goosebumps with that. And always nice to see the Falcons um fall to <laughs> to another another loss. And uh Arthur Smith has now shaved off his mustache, which probably is the beginning of the end for, for Arthur Smith. Hmm. How soon we move on, hey? I yeah. know, I but, know. Um, I mean it started the so, season. Uh, uh, since the... you meant Go on, go on. Sorry, we inter- listener. Uh, sorry, we have really bad internet, so there's a bit of a delay. So that's why we're talking over each other. It's not always like this, but my internet is having some severe issues today. Carry on. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yes, there's a slight delay of you receiving whatever I say. Um, yes. Fine, fine. Okay. Um. So, I was just going to say, just because you mentioned the locker room, it immediately made me think of the Raiders Giants. Obviously, the Raiders. With the change of uh, coach over the course of the week, they had a good victory against the Giants, thirty to six. But also, the way they were in the locker room after that game, obviously they they've had a massive weight taken off their shoulders. It's like they'd won the Super Bowl. They had the uh, cigars out after the game, which I 
thought it was amazing to kind of have yeah, that mid-season, mid-season. cigars <laughs> yeah max uh, max crosby was walking around doing an instagram live like everyone smoking cigars i was also like what the hell is, is going on here like that's usually after you've won a super bowl or something right like or a national championship in college but fair play to them i think it's been probably it's been terrible for them right like did you hear this mm. story that came out um i i retweeted it, but Basically, what happened was um, it shows just they got the terrible leadership bounce, right? So they got rid of just an awful leader, seems like to be a genuinely just bad leader. And then they just feel free, right? So they're able to play. Um, And what happened was they had a couple of days before the game or before he was fired, Josh McDaniels, they had a kind of a get together with the whole squad. And this whole the the whole squad just turned on Josh McDaniels and just they they hated him right they they were just like God we're so sick of you like um anyway Josh McDaniels beckoned over um this guy this guy who became the interim coach I forgot his name Antonio is his name um but yeah, yeah. beckoned him over to basically save the day like hey come in come in and start talking to them and because they like you and they hate me and they're there was like a mob turning on him right so they were like he's like come over and, and just try wow. to try to say something and inspire them so anyway this guy starts telling them about how when how, when he played for the Giants how they um how they were like used to they have to compete and they have to try their hardest and and whatever the circumstances are, they give everything, right? And just try to give a bit of a motivational speech. But he mentioned in there that that's how they beat the Patriots and that's how they got, you know, in the Super Bowl and all of this because that's what the Giants did when he was playing for the Giants. Then he was taken to... So after saving Josh McDaniel's skin, he was taken to one side and Josh McDaniels apparently said, never talk bad about the Patriots like that. That was his response to someone who 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 saved him from a, from an angry mob. So it just shows the the pettiness and the poor leadership that mm. this guy had, and and you could see it the way the players were playing, the decisions that were happening, the news that was coming out of the, the ground. So they're just liberated. Let's see if they can continue it, and let's hope they're like he's my new new favorite guy. This guy, I mean, did you see the press conference at the end? Someone said to him, "Oh, like how does it feel to win your first game?" And he just went Raiders into the into the microphone because <laughs> he's a he's a lifelong Raiders fan. You just gotta love this. Like it's just absolutely brilliant. What a breath of fresh air! Yeah, yeah absolutely. If I was a Raiders, um, fan, so I, I suppose I have a Raiders jacket. through so. the. Um, I'm a bit of a Raiders fan, but it, but that was what I would love to see some passion back for my team. That's what you want to see. Anyway, come on, carry on. This is it. No, no, I I agree wholeheartedly with with that summary. And um, I was just thinking about just whittling through the remaining games. I mean, you watched the Ravens game as you mentioned. I mean, we don't talk about it too much because obviously it wasn't that much of a close game. It was almost kind of you knew Ravens were going to kind of run away with it relatively early on obviously you were doing the washing and stuff during it um 37 to the ravens three to the seahawks before that seahawks were really in a good rare form and now obviously facing obviously you know one of the the top teams at the moment i think i can't think of a team that's flying higher than the ravens really in terms of form and the way they're performing in games as well with lamar jackson just seems to do no wrong at the moment yeah i think the i think that's it i think they just came up against the buzzsaw the seahawks they, they couldn't put it together they really didn't move the ball but um i thought it would be a, a good game this one and it was just a, an absolute beat down and um yeah. i think yeah i think we have to say the ravens are, are the best team in the nfl right now really 
And Lamar Jackson is looking like the best QB at the moment as well. So interesting to see where they go from here. Because every time you say this seems the best in the NFL, the next week they lose. Uh, so so uh, I, I would like to see them keep it going. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, you know, I was doing different stuff, doing a few household chores during this one. Because yeah. it, it, it quickly became apparent this was a non-contest. And um, I was enjoying some apple crumble that my wife made. Um, you know, there was a few bits and bobs going on. So anyway, uh, we can also uh, wanted to talk about the Panthers, uh, another disaster really for them. Um, I actually don't have the score in front of me. So if you know the score, uh, chip it was, in with uh, that. 20, it was 20, it was 27 to the Colts, uh, 13 to the Panthers. There was a moment where you thought the Panthers might, uh, come back there, but more the second kind of ran the show there. And, um, yeah, you know, with the two pick sixes, right? I mean, I, I, I heard, um, that Bryce Young, he, he actually there was a there was a moment where he did a really good drive, fifty yard throw down the line, and you you're kind of thinking, okay, yeah, he's got his confidence back. He's probably they, they might actually do something here, and then all of a sudden, two pick sixes and Kenny Moore scoring both, and just just ripped their hearts out, and Bryce Young just capitulated. Um, that guy's confidence must be an all time low. So let's hope he can he can come back from that. Uh, but that was a tough one. And then there was the Browns Cardinals as well. A total beatdown again. 27 to zip for the Browns. Uh, top defense shows up again. But again, a rookie yep. quarterback, this Clayton Tune for the Cardinals, given a go and he threw two interceptions and had a very bad day at the office. And it's it's interesting because the Browns, obviously, they're up and coming. I mean, I, I'm wary that they might even make the, the top 10 of uh, the power rankings this week, which would be... Absolutely amazing, but they are up against the Ravens this weekend. So uh, that'll be a game. nice kind of yeah, that'll be a nice kind of measure of where they're really at. Division game as well, so that'll be mm. interesting to to see that one. Yeah, that will be a proper measure for both as well. So that's a that's a measuring stick game. We'll really see what both uh, both are up to there. I got the uh, Patriots uh, on my on my list as well continuing disaster for the patriots 17 to 20 mm. against the commanders but the you know with this old josh mcdaniels thing basically all you read is the patriot way is well and truly dead and people say the patriot way maybe it was just brady right never really existed because bill's having a terrible time josh mcdaniels it was a has been a disaster in two head coaching uh, roles matt patricia the other guy so the patriot way was bill belichick as the head coach Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator. Matt Patricia was the defensive coordinator. And Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels have been terrible in their head coaching roles. And then Bill is just having a disaster of a season. And it's been like that since Tom left, sadly. So um, don't want to jump on the bandwagon, but it's just it just looks so miserable there. House of cards, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and when you've got the winter approaching with miserable weather in New England as well, I mean, it's going to be freezing cold. Like, who's going to, who's going to want to go and watch that turgid football in there in the freezing cold in the New England weather? God, not me. Terrible, terrible. I suppose let's talk about, you know, the final big game, you know, the Bengals against the Bills as well. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Bengals got the victory there. Um, and it was uh, Joe Burrows' night, wasn't it? He even with a bloody finger, he was unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. It was twenty-four to eighteen in the end. Um, I have very little notes on this. I was watching the highlights, and um, it seemed like a fairly tough contest. But the 
the Bengals always seem in control. And and it was very it reminded me of a bit of a rugby league game. It was in the trenches a lot. Like a lot of like just you know, big guys running into other big guys. I saw Josh Allen trying to make something of it. I don't know whether the bank was it was it played at the Bengals or the Bills? Because it felt like a very tight pitch. Uh, a bit more tight than usual. It kind of looked like um I don't know. It just looked like they were just kind of trench warfare, right? And uh, it was at the Bengals. It was at the Bengals. Okay, Josh. Josh Allen was running for his life, trying to make something out of it. And um, there were so many times I was just like, Josh, don't, don't do that. Like you, you were kind of like, he's going to get injured in a second because he's he's desperately fighting for yards or first downs because he couldn't seem to get things going. And um, yeah, there was some some risky plays where I just thought he's going to get injured soon. And uh, that's not going to be good because their season will be over then. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose there's only two other games that I don't think we've mentioned. Um, we had the Saints-Bears. Uh, Saints came out on top uh, for that one. So poor old Bears continue their slump. Um, but, but they still got Saints... Tyson Bajan in the in the starting uh, role, right? Like so, Justin Fields. I think he's due to come back next week. Um, let's see. Uh, but yeah, the Bears. Whoa, I think this season's a total write off. But the Saints, there's two wins on the bounce. Oh, they're, they're top of NFC uh, South now. Um, with, Just uh, as I put, books and I the put, Falcons. Uh, yeah, I put their head coach into the sacked coach uh, working uh, rankings in um, a few weeks ago. But he's since then, since he found Galvanized out he was him. in there, mm. since he found out he was in there, he really turned it on. And they've just had nothing but nothing but net. <laughs> so it's what happens. Some coaches either really just fall to the wayside, or some coaches like the pressure. I think this is it. This is it. Um, and I just went off my screen. Uh, the Packers Rams was the other game. Um, another convincing. Uh, victory for the Packers after again similar to the Saints really they they kind of started off quite slow but they are kind of starting to find their drive now and I think it's the opposite for the Rams they they started off reasonably well and now they're yeah they're they're really kind of slumping a bit aren't they I, well, I don't I don't know what where it yeah. stands for the Rams they've been kind of mid-table mediocrity but they seem to be slowly dropping yeah. further and further down the field well, I think so. I actually did watch a bit of this game because I turned it on from because the Seahawks Ravens was a bit boring, and this was the other game on in that window on on German oh, okay. TV. So I, I put it on and watched a bit because it was a bit more interesting because it was a bit closer. And um, what I would say is that the Rams early season expectations were were very low for the Rams because they, they have like tons of rookies on the team and not many uh, kind of no one expected much from them. They're kind of really rebuilding, so. I think they're probably where they are. They're not a very good team. They're one of the lower teams in the NFL. Um, yeah, and and the the Packers are probably there, but a little bit better. Like so, it's two not very good teams. They're both rebuilding, um, and I think also the Rams. The Rams couldn't get anything going in that game because they just didn't have a quarterback. So they had um, Brett Rippon was playing who's been a journeyman in the league for years and is not even really a backup. He's probably a third string quarterback. And because uh, um, Stafford was was out, he was playing, so he just couldn't get anything going. And it was really just—I uh, don't think the Packers—the Packers didn't look particularly good. It was just they kind of fell into the okay. win. I think, I think it was more like that. I think it's just two two poor teams this season. Uh, both need to rebuild, and uh, yeah, I think that was it. But yeah, I thought I'll put it on because it's you know at least it's a bit more of a contest. Anyway, but that's about it. 
Yeah, okay. And uh, I suppose that that covers the games. Um, obviously, I think I've had a brief glance at the, the fixes. Obviously, we'll go through that on our uh, Friday pod. Um, but, I mean, there's been a, a few teams that have kind of had a bye week. It's nice to see, you know, the Lions coming back in. Obviously, there's I've just kind of seen in the corner of my eye Jags against the 49ers. We've got that to come on Sunday, so that's something exciting to kind of look forward to. Nice. Eagles on a bye this weekend coming up. So um, no yeah, more touch so push for a week. No, and uh, I suppose it allows focus elsewhere. You know, and, and maybe we can see the Bills get a, a victory. That they're, they're up against uh, probably you know uh, should be an easier opponent in the Broncos. Uh, but Broncos are again coming back from a bye. So um, some and they were on form. Matches Broncos up. were mm-hmm. in form when they went on the bye. So let's see. Actually, it's not so easy. I don't think for the Bills, especially they they really, yeah. But some interesting matchups though. It's it's never never boring the NFL. I'll give it that. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, exactly. And uh, yeah, like you say, we're we're fifty percent through now. Um, you know, halfway point, and you know, we've had we're a lot of episodes in. So if you kind of stuck with us from the beginning, uh, we thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, we're we're getting better. It's been a a tough day at the office today with our technical issues. Um, and uh, yeah, with the uh, other but we made it work. Going outside we made it work, and that's what counts. And listener, thank you very much if you're still listening because uh, yeah, it was a tough. Uh, it was tough for us to get through this because of all the technical issues. So we thank you, and uh, please do give us a, a follow on Spotify or a rating would be great. And uh, tell your friends if you're someone who's listening to us on a weekly basis. Recommend us to uh, to some of your friends out there. All right. All right. All right. Any words of wisdom? Any any final up? notes from no. you, Pete? No, I just like oh, to well, say... I, no, I was just checking love. the... Wi- I... Oh, well, that's that's beautiful, actually. And I, I, I was just looking at um, a kind of an appropriate uh, moment of wisdom. So I'll just pick the, the first off my, uh, my uh, plethora of um, wisdom notes. The only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. See ya. Au revoir.